What's up, baseball family? How are you? Welcome to this Thursday Night Live. I'm Brig. I got Mr. Bradman here with me. How are you, Brad? I'm doing quite well, thank you, actually. How are you today, Brig? I'm terrific. Just terrific. Um, baseball is in October, Brad. Yeah, it's a little yeah. odd that there's no baseball today, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally agree yeah. with you. Not quite sure what to do with myself this evening and yeah. tomorrow night. So. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly um, how I feel. Let me just get this uh, these notes pulled up right now. What we're going to talk about today, obviously, is playoff baseball. The number one thing that we want to get into is uh, the recapping the wild card. But before we do that, I want to let everybody know that sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity. I think we can all agree on that. And what we wanted to do is connect you all with an opportunity to get started or get ahead if you're already in sports betting. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, which is signupexpert.com baseball, you'll be connected to all sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and that platform's unique benefits. All of those sportsbooks, they have valuable signup offers, for new users. And when you register through the baseball together link, you will automatically receive the top offer for each one. When you use multiple sports books, you ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. So if you want to take advantage of these benefits and support the show, sign up for your next sports book at signupexpert.com slash baseball. As always, there's a link in the episode description. Brad, the wild card series, I feel like, was wild and crazy, and I was surprised by a few things. Were you surprised by anything? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by what went on. Um, one of the things I was mostly surprised about was that it <laughs> it wasn't as wild as I was hoping, right? Yeah, like, it was. Yeah. There was some wild and crazy stuff that went on. And there yeah. was some, like you said, unexpected stuff that went on. The Rangers beating the Rays. Uh, I wasn't, you called that. I wasn't expecting to see that. Um, the Twins beating the Blue Jays the way they did. All right. Um, yes. The D backs beating the Brewers the way they did. And then also the way that uh, the Phillies just crushed the Marlins. Like, there's your recap right there, pretty much. <laughs> I, I thought that I thought the, the Phillies would, would just beat the crap out of the Marlins. But I also think that they're about to get ground pounded by atlanta so it'll be interesting right. to see if we're right continuing so what the first question i have i agree with everything you said particularly about minnesota i feel like they came out and played a different brand of baseball than i've seen from them most of the season now that could be by virtue of my not paying very close attention to minnesota baseball or and, and you know just having a general understanding of them and the team or this is a new gear for them. The pickoff attempt by Sonny Gray, it was just out of this world. That was next level. Like that was not something A that I would have expected from him. Absolutely right. on brand for Carlos Correa. And I don't know if he's the one who called it and if he's the one who was like, look, we got an opportunity. Let's yeah. take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think of the three. Like you have to have at least three people involved in calling that. The catcher can call it. The pitcher has to be aware of the signal, receive it, and indicate that it's going to be uh, the play is on. Or you can be the shortstop in Correa 
and uh, call for it and then make sure it gets mm-hmm. relayed to the catcher to then relay it to the pitcher. And then he has to signal that he's he understood and he's willing to play the game. So right. it like imagine the this the potential for everything going wrong and it didn't. It was amazing. And it was close too. Like, did you see the yeah. replay on it? Because yeah. the Blue Jays challenged because Vlad was certain that he hit, that he was safe that he beat the tag, and it was so so close. Yeah. That if he did miss the tag, there was it was not evident, right? Yeah. Based on what we saw with with the camera angles and everything that was available there, that right. There was one that made it look closer than the others. But the sure, rest was I like, but, yeah, you know, yeah. So the Twins have ended a 19-year postseason losing streak. They last won a postseason game in 2004, um, and they last won a postseason series in 1991. Holy cannoli! When they won the World Series, That's right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so Brad's not going to complain about the Mariners ever again, is what he's saying. <laughs> At least for a couple minutes. Yeah, for, for like the next 20 minutes, you're not going to do that. So um, the I think the talk of the town right now concerning that series is why Jose Barrios was removed. He was taken out of a tie game um, in the fourth inning. He'd only throw 47 pitchers, runner on first. And he and struck out he, five guys, Brig. He struck out, struck out five guys out of nine outs that he'd recorded. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Then Kikuchi gets brought in and uh, gave up a couple of runs, which was plenty. Um, and definitely, obviously, that sort of, I don't know, was it predetermined? Was this? It had to have been predetermined. They, it had to have, like, the front office, I'm, I'm assuming the GM and John Schneider got together and they were like, okay, look, if Barrios gets, in a, gets, even, gets anybody on after three, we got to pull him. Kikuchi was up warming in the bottom of the third. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be... No, it I guess it would have been top. It would have been before that inning. He wasn't really? it, that wasn't a rushed warm-up job for for Kikuchi. No. Right. right he was because right. that, that would have been the bottom of the fourth. I think he was warming up in the top of the fourth or the bottom of the wow. third. One of those two. He I was getting ready that. in the pen. And uh they were ready to bring him in, and they even asked uh, Schneider about it between innings. They said, "Are you going to keep Barrios out there?" And he said, "Well, obviously, in a game like this, you know, you've got to basically you got to empty the tank and pull out of the stops, right?" Like he said, all the things that you say, all the right. cliches in this situation. Um, but he didn't really address Kikuchi potentially coming in. He didn't say anything like, "Well, we've kind of got to have a short short leash on our pitchers today to keep everything in order." But sure enough, he did. And I think honestly, that was what lost in the game. I did too. Like there were a couple yeah. close calls later, you know, like like Vlad Guerrero getting picked off. Like that's just they, that's just I don't even I wouldn't I don't even want to say they caught him sleeping. That was just an outstanding move, outstanding play that got a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. But the other one was the Matt Chapman foul yeah. ball. Yes. It was fouled by about a foot with the bases loaded. Would have cleared the bases most likely, been a double for oh, Chapman. Yeah. For sure. And kept things going. Instead, the very next pitch. He grounds into double play, inning over, and they're yeah. out of it. But that those that's, that's just baseball, though. That's, that's baseball season. <laughs> that's just baseball season. That's not even a. There's nothing. There's no decision making that can go into no. making sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's I think crazy, you're right. Though. I think the Barrios move is what lost them the game. That's the only discernible detail mm-hmm. that was a decision making factor that you know 
had any sort that, of tangible Well, it had result. a direct effect on right. runs being scored, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It blows my mind. And so everybody else is uh, up in arms about this, and I don't know that there's any way to do it. So despite yeah. the talent, the Blue Jays have been swept in the wild card round three of the last four years. They did not make it in 2021. So what do we think about that? What? Yeah, I saw what, a Blue Jays fan on X. I don't. This is the weird thing, Brig. I don't follow anybody who I know like outright as a Blue Jays fan on that app. But for some sure. reason, they show up in my timeline all the time, complaining about <laughs> Vlad Guerrero and Alejandro Kirk and Alec Manoa all being out of shape. And then yeah. after this game, they're saying you got to blow it up because this team right. isn't going to go anywhere. And I don't know if the answer is necessarily blowing it up because, like like you said, there is a ton of talent on this team. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. a ton of talent on this team. Or fire the manager, fire the GM. Somebody's making decisions that aren't working out. I know that they all like Schneider, right? After last year, they made that run after Montoya was fired. Yeah, and made the playoffs. But Phil Nevin only lasted a season and a half. Maybe there's a reason why some guys, you know, weren't the first choice for manager to begin with. Yeah. Did you see Vlad Guerrero's comments about as long as we beat the Yankees, everything's okay? I'm still taking the season as a win. You see that? No, I didn't. But yeah. Oh, it's a oh, I'm sorry, it's Toronto. A it's a joke. It was from a parody account. Okay. I had to see your reaction. Oh, so like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Toronto fans. But it was hilarious. And there, the parody account comes through. I think it was the, I don't remember. Was it Fax Sports? No, but it was one like facts, like like the porch like or whatever. New York, it was a New York, the New York parody, New York Sports Review, or I don't remember what they're called. Anyway, it was hilarious. Okay, let's move on to the Rangers over the Rays, dude. This I cannot, first of all, get over the fact the attendance problems. I can't. Oh, it's unreal. I cannot get over it. They had nineteen thousand people in the stands. They could have gone forty thousand people. Did you hear what? Did you hear what the uh, the ESPN broadcaster called it? No, he what? said I can't even call it a crowd. The group here is displeased. Yeah, with what the they're group. <laughs> I did hear that. The group. <laughs> oh man! The thing that's um, funny is I was watching that game and I and I thought that I had heard him say that while I was watching it, but I didn't. It didn't like register. And then yeah. I saw it on social media later. I was like, oh my gosh, he did say group. He called it a group instead of a crowd. <laughs> that is so funny. So the game gathering even, of like-minded gathering. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a quorum, you yeah. know, <laughs> barely. <laughs> it was just enough for a jury. Okay. The, <laughs> the game wasn't even competitive, both games really, but the first one was absolutely abysmal. Um, in game one, they committed four errors. Did the Rays committed four errors. They could not get anything going offensively in either game. The postseason losing streak now extends to seven games, which is the current active longest losing streak in That's crazy. postseason across baseball. Seven games now. The Rangers scored 11 runs on 21 hits, and Jordan Montgomery and Nate Evaldi both just crushed it. And I did not think Montgomery had it in him because I bet against him, and I lost that parlay because of that one leg. I hit that <laughs> leg. I hit that leg. You did because uh, I had I had the Rays uh, five or more hits against him, and he gave up six. Oh man! Yeah, I was See, cheering was... every single race hit. Like, For oh, me, there's one. There's it was two. like. It, I think the leg I I played was like four and a half strikeouts or 
a plus or minus, like above or below. Oh, and I, I said he's under, not. Yeah. yeah, I put I called the under, and and he struck out. I think five. Yeah, the one that was, the one that actually beat me that day was uh, Corbin Carroll not getting a stolen base. Right, I played that one on a. And different... He got he got caught stealing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man, he did get caught stealing. It was a yeah. great. It was a great throw and everything. Let's move on to the D-backs. Well, first of all, we'll talk about the Rangers in a minute. Let's move on to the D-backs really quick. The D-backs erased deficits that they came under very quickly in both games. I feel like they just refuse to be demoralized, and they refuse to – they're just resilient, I guess, is the right way to say it. Right. Corbin Carroll is the man. He retains the position as the man. Very likely and very deservedly – will win the Rookie of the Year award, and I would be shocked if he didn't. I'm pretty sure he's um, still minus money on that award, Brick. I'm going to double-check you, what you talk about. You're probably right. So he, he brought the D-backs within one run with a two-run home run in game one, and then Cattell Marte tied it by going um, back-to-back. So game two sparked a go-ahead rally in the sixth with a game – oh, with a ground rule double, excuse me. That led to a game-tying double by Cattell Marte in the next at-bat. The two back-to-back in the lineup worked really well against the Brew Crew, and so it'll be interesting to see if they continue that. And they very I'm sure they will. Uh, why? Why fix it if it ain't broke? Right. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um. So let's. Uh, oh. Let's see. Did we get everybody? Well, so real quick though, Phillies, Brig, but go ahead, the, yeah. the thing that's crazy about this, so Council is out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you had talked a few weeks ago, a couple months ago maybe, about how there was a good chance that with everybody going to the Mets, Council could be one of them. So yeah, I think so far is. all the other dominoes have fallen. Do you think he gets a call like tomorrow, or do they wait till the division series is over? Oh, no, he they. Calls of text messages have been exchanged. I bet you. Yeah, like it's only Thursday. It's yeah, not. There probably yeah, won't yeah, be yeah. an announcement though until after. I bet it's after the World Series is when we get an yeah, official I'll announcement. Yeah, I'll bet. Though. I'll bet you're right, but it is going to be abrupt. They're not going to yeah. wait. I think. Um, and then the uh, the catcher sustained an injury protocol. Gabriel Moreno. Oh, yeah. um, went under concussion protocol rather um, because he got hit on a backswing in the head, the top of his helmet. Um, and I wonder what that will do for the D backs in the division series. They're significantly better when he plays, they are, and that is the problem. So, yeah, that is that is going to be an enormous factor. Not that their backup is bad per se but gabriel moreno is he's legit yeah he he is legit he's the real deal without sure. him we're gonna have a problem okay phillies over marlins phillies i mean just just i mean i don't even know what to say <laughs> it was just un they handled them they handled yeah them. It seems and this like is this is the thing though, is that and for... they should have though, right? Like right. the Marlins had a depleted roster. They were on their number three and number four starters by the time they got to these games because they were down Sandy Alcantara and Yuri Perez, right? Yeah. And then Luis yeah. Ares was playing on a hurt ankle that he's been dealing yeah. with for quite some time, right? So yeah. 
I don't I don't want to say this is the picture of who the Marlins are. The Phillies probably would have won the series anyway, but I think it would have been closer. Sure. Had their uh, I can three of their five best players been available. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what a Josh Bell did his job. Four for eight, one run, one RBI. Um, we should have seen more from Jorge Soler, Jazz Chisholm Jr., and Brian De La Cruz, but we didn't. I was really then, disappointed with Brian De La Cruz because he had a good year and actually yeah. like because of the way he played, uh earned me quite a bit of money. Yeah. So, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the real story, though, is Bryson Stott's huge grand salami in the sixth inning game, too. Um, Brad, did you say you heard the Philly crowd all the way in Phoenix? I did. I wasn't even watching, but I knew something was going on in Philly. I was like... <laughs> Whoa, whoa, check the game. That's what I heard. Holy cow. <laughs> All the way in Arizona. It, it floated through, yeah, through the, <laughs> through the ether. Yeah, yeah, right, it all right. Phoenix. That's awesome. It's crazy, man. Nuts. I love, nuts. like, I love how crazy that crowd goes when something like that happens. And Me the too. players just feed off. It's a ton of fun. It is so much fun. It's a great atmosphere. I can't wait to be. I wish I could have been there, honestly. Because it would be, wish awesome. I could be part of it someday, <laughs> Brad. Yeah, you will, buddy. <laughs> you will. Okay, Brad. The Mariners are making uh, the news again, and for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. uh, we would like you to walk us through this as the resident Mariners fan. Okay, I was I was gonna stick this to like only playoffs, right? But yeah. this was so egregious, I had to put it in here, Brig. Okay. Like, so bad. Okay. So they held their end of season press conference on Tuesday and Jerry DePoto straight up brought barbecue sauce, put it on his foot and then inserted it firmly into his mouth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's the he president did. of baseball ops. He was there. Yeah. Uh, new GM, John Hollander was there and manager Scott service was there and owner John Stanton was standing in the back. Okay. Would not get in front of the cameras. Everybody said that he was there, but he would not speak. Right. And I'm sure this is probably why. So here are some of the lowlights from this press conference that are drawing. I've, I've seen drawing the ire of Mariners fans, but people are angry, like flat out angry. after. It's this. not ire. Ire's or not have strong. Been. Yeah, no. Livid. Livid, yes. So he, one of the things he said is focusing on winning a World Series every year can leave a team, quote, stuck in the mud. Now... I understand that, right? That does make sense. That, like, focusing on winning a World Series, you can kind of be stuck. But you know where you're stuck, Brig, typically for focusing on winning the World Series every year? The playoffs. Somewhere the Mariners have only been once in the last 22 years. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will take that over what we've had to deal with in Seattle. Okay? No doubt. Um, The other thing he said was, (laughs) we're actually doing the fan base a favor and asking for their patience to win a World Series. Nope. Excuse me? I'm in my 30s, and you want me to continue <laughs> to wait for the Mariners yeah. to even make the World Series, much less, much less win one? Brig, yeah, I've gone Brig. on the record in the last year and a half and said that I would trade the Seahawks Super Bowl for a Mariners pennant. A right. pennant, Brig. A yeah. pennant. A pennant. And he wants more patience. Yeah. And then he said that he's playing a long a long game and trying to win 54% of games during a 10-year span. 
to eventually get a World Series. Okay. Now, oh. if you're winning, if you got a 540 winning percentage, you're winning 87 games a year. 87 yeah. wins a year is not enough to get to the playoffs in the competitive AL West or in the competitive no. American League in general. It's exactly. So if you're shooting for 50, and I get, I get it, I get it. It is an aggregate total, right? Some years are going to, sure. he even said, some years are going to win 45%, some years are going to win 60%. I get right. it. Yeah. But maybe don't share that little bit of information with people and instead say, we're going to do the best we can to have a sustainable winning team to get this team to the World Series. Don't say, right. I need you need to have more patience. No, I don't. No, that's no. bad. You came into the 2023 season saying the goal is to win it all. Don't tell me to have more patience. And then today, on Thursday, he went on the radio and he clarified and he said that he's embarrassed by misspeaking. And that was, I think that's what it was, is that he just like, he's trying to say one thing, but it came out terribly, right? We've sure. all been there. We can't oh, yeah. We haven't. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm probably the reigning champion until yesterday. <laughs> but so what he said was he's shooting for, and like I said, shooting for 54% over 10 years. What that means is sustainable and incremental improvement every single year to average 54%, a 540 winning percentage over 10 years, because that is what the Astros and the Braves have done to get to where they are and yes. win a World Series. And the Astros case, Contend. two in five yeah. years. So... That part I get, but man, the way that it came out sounded so bad. I was like, get out of here with that, man. Like, yeah. I'm done. But I don't know. I, and I, I thought that's what I heard at first, but then I saw some other stuff that I was like, wait a minute. No, I should be really angry about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry wait enough. A wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I did understand it the way he meant it. And yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Things are still not like super great because. Um, Dylan Moore actually is in open revolt uh, against the front office, uh, joining, I think, Cal Raleigh in his yeah. stance, saying that uh, stuff needs to be done, that yeah. there need to be moves made, because he actually liked a tweet, or sorry, an, an X or whatever you're going to call it. Right. It said, this is from John Boy, it said, over 10 years, we want to win 50% of the time. What? Nobody has ever judged a team by that ever. You're just creating safety nets for failing seasons and telling the fans, uh, you don't telling the fans, don't worry, we're smarter than you think. Dylan Moore liked and reposted. Mm -hmm. So the players are not happy either. No. And just for the record, it's not isolated to Seattle. Aaron Judge has said very similar things in the last few weeks. So about yeah, the there's a lot of frustration with teams that I think have come really close who should have made it, right? Right. Yeah. So. Well, anyway. listen up, baseball family. We always want to know what you think about the topics that we bring up on the show. And now you have a quick and easy way to share your thoughts with us. Because we have partnered with Versus Game, we bring you games where you can make money from participating in troll and trolls. Not well, some of them are trolls, I guess, but you can participate in polls, trivia, and other predictions. And you, if you're on the winning side of a poll or a trivia question or a prediction, you can win real money. You can also play for free. You don't have to spend any money on it if you want to, but you can buy ticket bundles and play against other users and other listeners of the podcast, and that does increase your chances of winnings. So go over to Versus Game. That's going to be btpod.onversus.com on your mobile browser. Sign up and play our polls and trivia games. That's btpod.onversus.com. 
sign up and play right now. And uh, we have some stuff up there right now. So I think we're going to have trolls up this off season. Break. We should have some trolls. Yeah, we should gonna have some trolls. That'll be fun. We should do a trolls versus Billy goats thing. <laughs> <laughs> we I had to explain that to just a couple of seven year olds the other day. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Nice. They live here, so they get all kinds of crazy, you know, it's good. Very fun. All it. right, let's talk about the division series. They are here. They are exciting. They all start on Saturday. All right, so all American League games will be on Fox and FS1, depending on the time of day and also who's playing and all that. All the national games will be on TBS, which is also a little bit weird. I wonder if that has the Braves have anything to do with that or whatever. I don't but, know, probably. I just I just think it's weird that playoff games are on cable. Yeah, they should be on satellite, right? network TV. Yeah, they should be on network TV. Because ESPN finally got around to putting games on ABC. Yep. Yeah, the last, uh, uh, what game was it? But it was on ABC and ESPN. It was like ABC pulled the ESPN feed. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's what they'll do. Yeah. Okay, all, all the series way. will start Saturday, October 7th. I think the first game's at 1 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Um, but we will get into that. I can check it yeah. right now. Rangers Orioles, 1 p.m. on FS1. Brad, will you toss some more of those dates on there while I get into this? Yeah. Dates and times. Okay, so let's talk about the Rangers at the Orioles. Okay, so... The this is the first time Camden will have held a playoff game uh, in a, in quite a while, and it's very exciting. Neither team has been to the postseason since 2016. We are at this point still unaware of who the starting pitchers will be on either side. They have not yet been announced, but it is speculated that Kyle Bradish will start the uh, the game for Baltimore. We'll see what happens with the the rangers with texas okay um the runs per game breakdown for uh, the rangers is 5.44 that puts them third the orioles runs per game is 4.98 that's good for seventh the starting pitching era across the uh across the team uh, the rangers have a 3.96 era and i'm going to pull up this graphic we have here actually uh, it talks about it. So Orioles oh, yeah. versus oh. the Rangers. Oh, did we I did it at the same, the same time. time. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so here's your fancy pants graphic uh, for those of you who like fancy pants graphics. Okay. Uh, the Orioles during the regular season, just as a reminder, had 101 wins, 61 losses, 807 runs, 183 home runs, 114 stolen bases, collective batting average of 255. An OPS collective of 742. They worked 512 walks, and they were good for 1,370 strikeouts at the plate. Their team ERA is 3.89. That includes relievers and starters. And their run differential, 129. Fun differential, 1,052. Very precise. Hold on, Brady. I, I think it's important. It is important. And the Rangers won 90 games. They lost 72, scored 881 runs. And hit 233 home runs, stole 79 bases. This is the thing that I like to look at with these teams is they're so vastly different offensively. Yeah. The Rangers are just going to hit it out of the park. 
But the Orioles are going to be like Novocaine, and they're just going to keep applying, and it's eventually going to work, right? That's right. Just That's like right. on Remember the Titans. Anyway, yeah. uh, the Rangers collected batting average of 263, OPS of 790, mm-hmm. drew 599 walks, and struck out 1,416 times. Another stark difference there between these two teams. Yeah. Orioles are not going to strike you out. And this is the pro- I think this is going to be a problem for the Rangers right here. That collective ERA of 4.28 and having to start with their third starter in their rotation against the Orioles. Exactly. That's exactly right. The Orioles have a huge advantage here. And then run differential plus 165. It blows my mind that it's still that high after losing as many games as they did in September and the way that they did. Well, that's how good they were through you know early the dog days. Yeah. It was yeah. Especially in that June time period, June, July, before the All-Star break, it was really, mm-hmm. they were really good. And then in August, they were scorchers. Mm-hmm. So it was just that last little bit in September that they took a dive. But Well, no, it was it was August because when the Mariners were surging, the, the Rangers were not. The Rangers were losing games, that's and that's true. what the Mariners were able to close the gap and be in first place September 1st. You're right. That was in so August. So August, September, they were really not good. But yeah, like you said, that's how good they were early. Right. And I, I wonder, and I want your opinion on this, do you think they'll be that good Going into the playoffs, I don't know. It's hard to tell who this team is going to be because they hit they hit the Rays well, but the Rays also have not been themselves. Right, right. Yep. Their defense was bad, straight up yeah. bad against the Rangers. The pitching just was not great. Um, I don't. I still don't know which Rangers team is going to show up. Right. The and we, division series. We wanted a litmus test with Tampa Bay, but we didn't get one because it was a. Uh, it was so skewed, it feels like. Yeah, so we don't know really what was skewed. Get. So wonky. Let's move over to the other American League Division series, the Twins versus the Houston Astros. This is going to be Saturday, 445 Eastern time. Now, the Houston Astros throughout the season, 90 wins, 72 losses, 827 runs, 222 homers, they stole 107 bags, collective batting average 259, collective OPS 768. They worked 550 walks, 1,241 strikeouts at the plate. Team ERA 3.94, run differential 129, fun differential minus 70. <laughs> you should put that on the graphic next time. <laughs> I should. I should. I really should. I'm just spitballing these fun differentials. <laughs> the twins, so the Twins were 87 and 75, scored 746 <laughs> runs, hit 188 home runs. Yeah. Um, a team that has set the record for home runs in regular season, well, before this year. In the past, um, yeah. Yeah, they don't hit a lot of them anymore. Don't steal a lot of bases either. 99 stolen bases, 256 collective uh, batting average, 746 OPS, 550 walks as well. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, struck out 1303, 1303 times, 3.78 team ERA, and a run differential of 75. So, th- we talked about that this Twins team that we saw against the Blue Jays was not the Twins team we saw in the regular season or would have expected from these numbers. Maybe the ERA, the team ERA, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But the rest of it, it, it felt like they kind of outplayed themselves and i don't know if the blue jays were not throwing i don't know their pitching has not been what it what it was 
right? right. The Blue Jays. So I don't know if the Twins just exploited that, if they knew what was up or what. But man, A Rod was talking about was it this game that A Rod mm-hmm. and Michael K had? Last, yeah, last this game, series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're talking about um, somebody's oh Gosman's splitter. Right, they weren't swinging at it. Nobody was flat out. So and he was well, and did like, you I'm see Sonny Nefarious? Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. A Rod was like, I'm not saying anything nefarious, but he might be tipping his pitches. And if that's what's yeah. going on, you're gonna you're not gonna stand a chance in the playoffs. It's true. Did you see Sonny Gray's backdoor breaking ball though? Oh, like yeah. it was just unbelievable. <laughs> I yeah, was like, it was I turned it on. I was probably a little bit late. I was like middle of the first inning or whatever, bottom of the first, and uh, I turned it on and I watched that thing slide in. <laughs> And I went, whoo, holy crap, did you guys see that? And everybody was like, what happened? What? what? Yeah. Are you okay? And I'm like, that everybody was amazing. <laughs> I think yeah, he was dealing. He was dealing. with the windup, and I was like, holy crap. All right, he was dealing. So um, yeah. anyway, the, the point is, what I want to say about this as far as like analysis and, and pre- preparation is, that with the way the Houston Astros sort of tailed off at the end of the season, it also is going to be interesting to see how the Twins, who are playing out of their minds as of the last couple of days, are going to go up matched up against against Houston, who has all the potential, all the power, all mm-hmm. the capability, all the experience, everything you'd ever hope for they've got. But the Twins showed us a whole new thing. And so I don't know what to expect at this point. I don't know. Well, and the, the Astros have the benefit, of the, have the advantage here as far as the pitching staff goes. They can go one, two right out, right out of the shoot. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge advantage for them. I agree. So Because yeah, once you get to three, four, five for the Astros, it's not as good. Right. So if the Twins can steal one in Houston, which is what you want to do anyway, you have I think to they'd have one. a legitimate shot. But if they yeah. get if they don't take one in Houston, then... It's going to be tough. It'll yeah. be really, really tough. Yeah. All right. Let's go move on to the Phillies. They're going to play the Braves. They're going to they're going to have a interesting weekend. <laughs> the and I hope it's not as dramatic as we're making it sound. Like we just right. Record, I would love to have a good series. I just don't think it's going to be one. To, right. I, mean, I just it's think all it's relative. Worth, right. We need but. to alibi that because we want competitive <laughs> baseball. We don't want anybody just get rolled over. But the Phillies will be in Atlanta. 6.07 p.m. is the start time on Saturday. Still, we don't know who the starting pitchers will be on either side. The Phillies, 90-72 and 72 in, the, in the regular season. 796 runs, 220 homers, 141 stolen bases. Teams average 256 at the plate. OPS is 756. They, stole, they worked 539 walks. 1481 at the plate. Those are strikeouts, 1,481. The team's ERA is 402, and they have a run differential of plus 81, which is about where their fun differential is. Approximately, yeah. Approximately, yeah. And the Braves won a whopping 104 games, 104 and 58, scored (laughs) 947 runs, hit 307 home runs, Stole 132 bags, had a collective ERA of 276, an OPS of 845, drew just 538 walks, Brig, just one fewer than the Phillies. Struck out only 1,289 times, and then this is really going to be their weak spot, Brig. Tell me. 414 ERA. 
Yeah, but they have so much run support. Does it even matter? It doesn't matter. That's why it hasn't mattered because you, they can just go out there and be like, oh, we're up six. Okay, we'll give up one or two. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that's how they play, but at the no, same time, don't. though, they've got a plus 231 run differential and a fun differential of about plus 1500. So, yeah. Yeah. It, I just looked it up because I was curious. The 947 runs in the regular season by this year's Braves. And I wanted to know what is the record for runs produced in a single season by any team? It turns out it's the 1894 Boston Bean Eaters. They had 1,220. So then let's move it into the, you know, a little more recent. Yeah, the modern era. We have to go to 1931 to get to the modern era. And that's the New York Yankees 31 team. They had 1,067 runs. They also occupy the the three three places in a row. One in 31, 36, and 30, 1067, 65, and 1062. There, boom, 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 boom. It's just interesting. But unless we forget about the Boston Bean Eaters brig. Right. The Phillies are <laughs> on there, but it's 1895 and they're at 1068 total. So just there's um. They're I also. I don't think there's anybody from that roster playing this year for the Phillies. No. So. <laughs> well, you never know. Okay, <laughs> maybe that's how the fanatic got there. Maybe he's just reincarnated over and over. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Dodgers and the D-backs. This is going to be fascinating. But they play 9:20 p.m. Eastern time Saturday. The the dime. I'll run down the Diamondbacks. 84 and 78 during the regular season. 746 runs. 166 homers. 166 stolen bases. 250 at the plate. That's the team batting average. Their OPS is 730 collectively. 540 walks. The this team struck out 1247 times at the plate. Four. 0.47 team ERA and a negative 15 run differential. And they're positive in the fun differential category. They're probably up in the 200, 250 range, I would say. Without I a think right so. Front of me. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So it, you have Clayton Kershaw going for the for the Dodgers. I'm going to guess Merrill Kelly going for the D-backs mm-hmm. is my prediction. I don't, that I hasn't that. been announced, but I'm, I'm assuming that's who's going to go for the D-backs. So for the Dodgers, though, you've got a record of 100 wins and 62 losses. 906 runs scored, 249 home runs walloped, 105 bags stolen, a team batting average of 257, an OPS of 795, um, drawn 644 walks, struck out 1,359 times, a collective team ERA of 406, 207 run differential, Negative 75 fun differential. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a team make winning look less fun. I just, <laughs> I just, it's very business-like. Mm, yes, mm, taking care yeah. of business. Mm. And I'm a Yankees fan, so that is <laughs> yeah, saying you're right. a whole lot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right there. Oh, man, sure. it's so funny. Well, uh, so we haven't seen the Dodgers play this postseason um they feel like a steamroller and but and i was really impressed with the diamondbacks and i i have to punch my ticket really quick and pat myself on the back by saying that the i said the brewers would lose because they consistently perform at this level every year and they consistently lose at this stage about this stage every year 
that's exactly what happened. So I'm going to high five myself really quick, but go. then tell you that that skews our understanding a little bit again at how they will play against the Dodgers, the Braves or the Diamondbacks will. But I have a ton more faith and confidence in them going into the LA series, having watched how they handle themselves against Milwaukee. How do you feel and- about it? So this is my thing going to this, Brig, is that we saw a Diamondbacks team that was way worse than this one. We saw them beat the Dodgers in person. Yes. Twice, right? Yes. Did we see two times? Yeah, I think we saw two or three times last year where a, a team way worse than this beat them. So there are weird things that happen with division rivals in the season, and there are even weirder things that happen with division rivals in the postseason. So yeah. we could very well see an upset here. I don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case, but I don't want to say I'll be shocked if it does happen. In fact, I will be pleasantly surprised because I am cheering for the Diamondbacks this postseason. I am too. Yeah, I am too. Um, okay, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of the broadcast schedule for the division series. So the first games will be Saturday, October 7th. Again, Texas at Baltimore game one will be on FS1. Then it's at 1 p.m. 4.45 p.m. also on FS1, Minnesota at Houston. The Phillies will be in Atlanta. Game one will be 6 p.m. on TBS. Game one. Arizona at Los Angeles, 9.20 p.m. on TBS. These are Eastern Standard Times. Okay. Saturdays, two games on Saturday. You've got Texas at On Baltimore. Sunday, two games on Sunday. All, all oh, four on sorry, Saturday. Sunday. Two games yeah, on Sunday. I, I thank you. Sunday, October 8th, Texas at Baltimore, 4 p.m. on FS1. Minnesota and Houston, 8 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Then you've got Monday, October 9th will give us the National League games. The Philly-Atlanta game will 6 p.m. TBS on Monday. Arizona in Los Angeles, 9 p.m. TBS, Eastern Standard Time. Then we've got two games. The American League plays on Tuesday. All four teams play on Wednesday on the 11th. All four series on Wednesday? All four. Well, if necessary. So uh, the the National League will be playing their final game three unless they need more. This will be game four on Wednesday in the event that they need a game four. Um, and then Fridays, if necessary, games games four for the National League. Games five, if necessary, in the American League will be Friday the 13th. Game Ooh, five, spooky. if necessary, will be Friday or Saturday the 14th in the National That's League. That's a lot of information. Let's just take it as we get to it. I think you're right. <laughs> as I got through, I got about halfway through that, and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> But I committed, and I had to keep going. You were committed to the bit. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. But baseball family, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thanks for joining us live. We see those of you who are here. We appreciate it for you jumping on the show with us. But uh, playoffs are in full swing. We're through the wild card series. We're on to the second round, the division series. It's going to be wild and crazy. I think there will be at least two upsets, two series that that don't go the way we thought they were going to. And um, it's going to be pretty crazy i'm very excited as we say about it but baseball family we will catch you on tuesday with the big show